Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 89 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, we got the show for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta take a little peek, see here, I think. A little peeksy-poo? I think I got one of our volumes a little too high. Oh, do you think that's mine? No. No, I think I'm just being a sensitive little boy. Mm. Neither one of their settings are <laughs> You're Look at me when I'm talking to you, boy. <laughs> Bitch-made boy. Neither one of the settings are fouled up. I just feel like I'm loud in my own headset. Mm, I don't think so. All right. Fuck me, then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, this week, uh, we went and saw the Marvels. Mm-hmm. It's the sequel to, obviously, Captain Marvel from 2019. Mm. Kind of serves as a sequel to Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Um and we get to see a little bit more of Monica Rambeau from uh, WandaVision. Isn't her like superhero name like Photon or something like that? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, they don't, they kind of tease it throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. That like they're trying to come up with their name. Professor but, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, they're the Marvels. Mm-hmm. They do, this is one of the movies where they say the title of the movie in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for uh, it's the only Marvel film to release during the strike, the Hollywood strikes. Um, and I think it's what, the second Marvel movie this year? Maybe technically the third. What other Marvel movie came out this year? Well, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ooh, yeah. Ant-Man, I think, came out in February. Feels like forever ago. Yeah, well, it would have been yeah. the beginning of the year. If That's what I'm saying. If it came out this year, it was the very beginning of the year. Um, but before we get into that, we do have a f- decent bit of news. Uh, obviously, right off the top, the Hollywood strikes have ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have full details on the SAG-AFTRA uh, AMPTP agreement. But they have concluded. They are, yeah. The um, SAG-AFTRA's negotiating committee has unanimously recommended uh, ratifying the contract that was proposed. I think they're still in the hammering out phase. Everybody that I've seen that like is in the business mm-hmm. has said like we'll probably see details of it like end of this month is when we'll get like because the, the lawyers still have to go back and forth on like well I thought we said this mm-hmm. no it was technically this oh okay and like hammer out the, yeah the fine like details. legal de- this is the contract yeah rather than bullet points um, but we did have some big news as far as uh, uh, we got an adjustment to the Marvel uh, release schedule um, you know a lot of things have been confirmed delayed things Back like that it up. now with the strike being done. They're like, okay, now we can set a more concrete, here's when things are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some news about Disney Plus and Hulu combining. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the trailer for uh, Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. uh, on Netflix, as well as we got an official trailer for Rebel Moon, uh, which ironically was shorter than the teaser trailer that released back at the uh, middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some actual like confirmation of GTA 6. Yeah. Uh, as well as a little bit of news about when we'll see some footage, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade. We got some more info about Blade. Last week we talked about it being a smaller, it's still a large budget, but a smaller budget film for Marvel. Uh, and then something that I just thought was a little interesting that I wanted to talk about was uh, there was a little quote that kind of went viral from uh, Jeremy Allen White, who's the star of The Bear, mm-hmm. talking about his experience with Marvel. Uh, or I don't even know if it was Marvel, but we'll get into that. And then I think the the big news story that's the most recent is we got the Game Awards nominees uh, yeah. announced today. Yep, with some maybe some upsetting snubs in there. So we'll we'll get into that. I figure we start with SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. Um, like I said, we don't have much in the way of 
um, details on the deal itself because they're still ironing out all those details. Mm-hmm. But we do got some statements. Sure. Uh, let me pull them back up here. Statement. I barely know her. Oh. <laughs> Beer all week. <laughs> see you next week, folks. So let's see here. The union said by email uh, to their constituents, I guess we'll call them, that uh, we have arrived at a contract that will enable SAG-AFTRA members from every category to build sustainable careers. Many thousands of performers now and into the future will benefit from this work. Uh, let's see here. Kevin E. West, who's a member of the committee, said there were tears of exhilaration and joy in the committee room after the contract was approved. Uh, the final vote was unanimous. That's a difficult thing to accomplish. This is still West speaking. He says it's honestly been a really long two weeks because they've been back and forth at it for the last two weeks of like, Talks resumed, but it was kind of stabby, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, no, try again, you know, on both sides. Um, the thing that we haven't gotten much detail on is AI, AI was the real sticking point for yeah. SAG after, which makes me believe that there was at least some. I don't, I, for as hard as the AMPTP was pushing back against SAG, I would be surprised if SAG got everything they wanted in terms of AI. But they had to have gotten something, something. Uh, for them to agree to it. I'm sure that it's one that they just ended up having to compromise on if there was going to be a deal. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, because like for here, he says that uh, okay, this is still Kevin West says that the deal was not perfect. Nothing is. But that getting it to this outcome was an extraordinary moment uh, or an extraordinary achievement. I apologize. Let's see here. I wanted to get to the AMPTP. Yeah, they issued their statement on Wednesday. Uh, this would be last Wednesday. Um saying that the contract represents a new paradigm. The AMPTP is pleased to have reached a tentative agreement and looks forward to the industry resuming the work of telling great stories. Uh, Bob Iger warned that the financial impact of the strike would become more severe if a deal was not reached quickly. Yeah, last week the AMPTP really started to push the narrative of, like, we got to reach a deal here. Yeah. Um, where I think they were trying to put pressure on the the whole situation, you know, where the public would go... All right, well, if we want movies at all, we got to get a deal going. Sure. You know? uh, but also, like we talked about personally, Disney lost like $300 million last quarter uh, just in streaming. Uh, and so, you know, they all of the companies were finally starting to feel the, the, the heat of it of like, you know, they weren't going to go bankrupt. But, you know, they can't have too long of a gap of, right. of no money coming in, um, especially when the strike. And we might talk about this today strike especially on the actor side was impacting some of the blockbusters mm-hmm. uh, because the actors were not allowed to promote the films uh, and so a lot of projects kind of got stiffed on that where a lot of the marketing comes from oh did you see that tiktok of you know iman Vellani <laughs> talking about how much she loves being a marvel mm-hmm. and you just didn't get any of that uh, but uh you know i think it's just good that it seems i would i would hope that it seems to be a deal that both parties can go all right we, we got Got what we were after. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I talked about it the last time with the writer strike, but though there's the one writer that I follow on TikTok that said, like, you know, uh, in a perfect situation, if a negotiation goes well, everybody lost. Yeah. You know, that's what it's supposed to be is we both won some, we both lost some, we met in the middle. Uh, but so that's good that both the Hollywood or both of the Hollywood strikes ended up being the longest strikes in Hollywood history. Yeah. The longest writer strike and the longest actor strike. Uh, and then for them to happen at the same time was pretty intense. Yeah, pretty monumental. Um, I do want to veer from that into talking about the updated theatrical release schedule for Marvel. Um, 
the only Marvel film that we're getting next year is Deadpool 3, which is listed on Marvel's website as Untitled Deadpool Movie, but I'd be surprised. Maybe they do a subtitle to it. I could see that, you know, it's like elaborating because it's the strange thing. of like two, though. They just did well, no, but Deadpool 1 and 2 were just both under Fox, both made sense. Mm, you know, now this, this is, is like, a... now he's in the MCU. We kind of need to convey that like, yes, it's the same, but it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can see it being like Deadpool three or I could see it being like Deadpool. Deadpool kills the Fox universe. I don't know. You know, something like that. Mm. Um, considering there's the Deadpool kills. Marvel uh, is a comic that he's done. I think like three times where he just goes around and kills everybody in the Marvel comics. Um, and then Captain America, brave new world was previously dated for July 26th of next year and got pushed to February of 25. Um, where apparently it's undergoing extensive reshoots. Um, but, but, uh, without getting into any details or hot water or anything like that, one of the characters in that is an Israeli, uh, super soldier. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if with everything going on in the world, maybe they're going to peel, pair that back some, Sure, you know what I mean? Just to avoid the, the conflict. Exactly. Um, Thunderbolts, uh, which was another one that was under, uh, in the middle of filming when everything happened, uh, it got delayed from December of 2024 to July of 25. Mm-hmm. And then Blade, which was originally supposed to come out in February of 2025, is coming out in November of 2025. Uh, talking about Blade, it has been confirmed that, you know, along with its $100 million budget, which now makes a bit more sense as well, it is confirmed to be rated R. Oh, so it's going to be very excited for that. Yeah. And so I think, again, between the way that the movies have been going in general, the trouble they've had with Blade particularly, and now they're going to make it rated R, which they, maybe they went, you know what, I think the only way we sell this thing is if we just go all in and make it rated R. I think like a, a big majority of Marvel fans mm-hmm. are starting to just get older. Yeah, they're adults. Right, and so people who have been following everything are well right. at least 18. I mean, you figure the first Iron Man came out 15 years ago. Right. So if you were 10 when that came out, you're 25. And I bet you that they're probably going to be able to do like a split of like, <clears throat> which will talk about later getting into yeah. details but i could definitely see them kind of breaking off into two different ways of okay this is going to be a bit more family friendly right. and this series is going to be more mature well and then with the marvel what was the spotlight marvel spotlight being like there you don't have to have much prior knowledge to enjoy this it's a right. one-off thing yeah they could do very more, excited for that they could do more tvma stuff with that like you figure echo come out in january is the first rated R thing, even though it's TV, so it's TVMA. Yeah. Um, and it's a spotlight, so it's not super connected. You don't have to have much prior knowledge. And if you don't see it, it's probably not going to impact your understanding of future Marvel projects. Sure. Um, and so it's a good, like, bubble to put the first R-rated project in. Of like, okay. You don't have to see it. Easy there, work. Tiger. I know, I almost vomited. <laughs> I saw that. No, I just had a big old hiccup. <laughs> The McRib's kicking back. <laughs> oh, we didn't even say it. We did get our McRib. We got the McRib. The McRib is back, baby. I always overhype it. I yeah, it's never as good as you no. remember it. No, you you remember? It's it's a phenomenon. I th- I do think it's one of those where it's like it will never be as good as it was when I was a kid. Right, and it probably wasn't that good when you were a kid. I don't know, man. It's just the it's the fondness. You you know what you miss? You miss how you felt as a kid. Don't you're gonna send me down a don't. <laughs> Just don't. It's the nostalgia. You're, yeah, you're gonna. That's why me. nostalgia exists. Is I hate it. I hate how nostalgia. How you felt as a kid. I love. It's a love hate relationship with yeah. nostalgia. I love it, but then like I start to think about it, and I'm like, like I'm, the passage of time. I'll never have that feeling ever <sighs> again. No, huh? 
but uh, we did get. <laughs> oh, I think we should just cut it here, man. Yeah, we just <laughs> this. You know, we're not doing an episode this week. Uh, but no, so next year, yeah, we get uh, like I said, uh, rated our project with mm-hmm. Echo, and then Deadpool three is going to be a rated R film that's been confirmed. So it'll be the first Marvel film that's R rated, uh, and then they are committing to making Blade R rated. Um, the director here, uh, Jan Demanche, uh confirmed that it would be. Uh, joining Deadpool 3 with the strong, pervasive vampire violence and gore language and brief sexuality oh, fuck uh, has been rated R. Um, I want to see some vampire dick. <laughs> he talked to, let's see here, Deadline as he was doing the, the interview here. And he called the R rating so important. So he says, I come out of this wanting to be more open, more vulnerable, and bring a more personal aspect to my work. But for Blade, we're going to have fun because Mahershala Ali is such a deep actor. I'm excited to show a kind of uh, ruthlessness, a roughness he has that allows him to walk the earth in a particular way, and I love him for that. He's got a dignity and integrity, but there's a ferocity there that he usually keeps under the surface. I want to unleash that a bit and put it on the screen. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like the idea of just showing a dude who's a vampire, who has some of the abilities of a vampire, yeah. who, like, <laughs> he's angry at the world maybe because he is cursed to be the daywalker. You know, he doesn't belong to either group. I'm a bit of a daywalker Walker myself. Um, but no. Uh, and it is there. So quick little aside. Interesting thing about Blade. Until Wesley Snipes was Blade, that is not what Blade was. Blade was, I think, British. Wearing like a peacoat. Wearing like a peacoat with like a uh, uh-huh, popped up collar and uh, was not half vampire. That was something that they came up with where they were like, all right, how do we give this guy like superhuman abilities? Sure. What if we make him? And now that is what Blade is in the comics. So it's one of the few things where like the movies, the movies, set the in, comics. yeah, yeah, created something in the comics. Where like I always thought uh, Blade was a vampire. I didn't know. What right, was, yeah. was he just a? He was a just dude? a. He was just a vampire hunter. Yeah. Oh, just a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a vampire hunter. That was his whole deal. And then Blade was like, well, Blade the movie was like, we got to give him powers, you know. Kind of like Hellboy, I feel like, you know, a bit of a spinoff where he is a demon, but he's a demon hunter. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the other one that I can think of right off the top of the head is there was a run of Spider-Man comics where he had his own, he like organic webs as opposed to having web shooters. Speaking of Hellboy, Mm -hmm. that movie with, uh, the Hellboy movie with, Mm -hmm. I'm blanking on his name, uh, for some reason, the only name that can come to my mind is fucking John Bernthal, and that's not him that's at all. Not it's David Harbor. Yeah, sucked. We yeah. we watched it at your we old fell apartment, on and the couch. we fell asleep watching it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. both just crashed. Mm-hmm. We woke up, and it was like <laughs> it's still time. happening too. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah. yeah, that's not a good feeling when you fall asleep during a movie and you wake, and wake up, up and it's, it's still, still going. going. You're like, Fuck. But uh, no, so I'm excited for Blade. No, I like Blade. Um, not the part like, where they CGI his eyes open, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> that did happen. We got trailers, like we said, yes. for Avatar The Last Airbender mm-hmm. and Rebel Moon Part 1, which I think it's odd that they're like just releasing them in a Part 1, Part 2. But I'm wondering if like Zack Snyder just made too long of a movie and was like, fuck, let's just split we them got to two. cut it up. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I feel like Movies have been so fucking long lately. Like they're, Very, but luckily this is a Netflix movie, so you don't have to sit in the theater and go, "Fuck, it's just still happening." You can yeah. pause it and go up and take a piss or get some food, whatever. Um, I want to talk about it first because I'm less excited for it. Uh, for for Rebel Moon, mm. 
I was like, are they making another It movie? No, not to my knowledge. Just the Welcome to Dairy show, which got delayed until like 2025. But we Jeez. still, we it's still don't even. It's almost. Yeah, it's basically 2024. I can't. You'll be all right, man. Time moves. But um, <laughs> just fucking freak out. Your hair falls out and your eyes sunk. You just wither away in front of me. Um, no, Rebel Moon. Uh, I mean, it looks fine. Yeah. Eh. Uh, I, I don't really know what it's about. A rebellion. Yeah, it's basically like. So what? It's the. What's it's the, Star Wars. It's Seven Samurai. It's the creator. Know, well, the creator wasn't original either. No, but I mean, I don't know. It just feels very like. And this is. Didn't we just watch this? <laughs> well, and and the creator was like AI and what's it mean to be human kind of thing. Sure. This is like this is literally Star Wars. It's in space. There's an empire that you're rebelling against. Who look like Nazis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> straight more, up, so than, straight up. more so than the empire in Star Wars. Dude I mean, just I, came I, out. I swear to God, I thought I saw an SS uniform. Yeah, like, <laughs> he had the fucking, uh, the, the skull, you know? Yeah, I saw the stash. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's just basically, yeah, it is the Seven Samurai thing of, like, we're assembling a team. The Ungrateful Eight, or not the Ungrateful Eight. The, the Hateful Eight. No, 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 the, um, oh my God. Uh, the fucking Western. Uh, like a Western. They fucking re- Come here for a shootout. Let's relax. They remade it with fucking uh, Denzel Washington and... Uh, the Chris Pratt. No. 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 That's not a Western. It's <laughs> got Denzel Washington in it. <laughs> it does, yeah. that. Very good, buddy. You're thank right. You, it, is, it is the that, Equalizer. That's You're what right. I wanted to hear. Ah, uh, damn it. It's a... Uh, Son of a bitch. It's a number. It's like not the Ridiculous Six, which was the Adam Sandler comedy version of it, but it was the Magnificent Seven. I didn't even have to look it up. I got Mm-mm. there. Mm-mm. Oh, that was tough. I was getting dizzy. But uh, Big brain. You figure Magnificent Seven is ma- the Seven Samurai. It's yeah. the same story. Um, and that's just all this is. is we're going to assemble a team of like potentially seven people who all have uh, specific skills that could potentially be useful in a group and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a te- it's a classic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Um, visually, I mean, it looks pretty good as far as like yeah. being a Netflix film. It doesn't have like a Netflix has started putting a lot of money into their movies, which is good. Yeah, and so it doesn't have like a ooh, that's a green screen, you know, uh, stuff to it. But it does feel like a kind of mid two thousands trailer though, with like the sound design and like the way the music swells and pauses and then they say a quip and then the music kicks back up and yeah, I just like. I don't know. Yeah. Thankfully, it's on Netflix, right? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy right. to go see it. Yeah, but you would pay twenty three bucks a month, well, which is where Netflix is getting to. But uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, on the other hand, I think looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we did get to see Appa. He didn't look bad at all. Appa. Yep. 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 Uh, and we saw Momo too. Both, Momo looks both of them cool. looked really good. Um, I didn't see it in this trailer, but there was a... I'll have to find it, uh, and we can maybe post it on social, but there was a photo um, that I saw of Appa, like his face, mm-hmm. and it looks really good. I heard that they did it all practical. They found one. Yeah, they just... They like just a, trained him. They got a bison and put him in the sky, mm-hmm. and he just started flying, which was weird. They really just, <laughs> just thought... They got him all on cords they, and shit like they that? Just, no, they just got him on a trebuchet. You <laughs> <laughs> eat him, and they're just fucking filming him real quick. Got a drone flying behind him. They're like, all right, get the next one up there. <laughs> just got like at the 30. end of the movie. There's just like a huge like rest in peace, and it's just yeah, a bunch it's of just names a of bison. 320 name long list of bison that they yeeted. <laughs> they painted white and threw in the sky. What was it? Not bison. Was it bison? 
Buffalo. The American Buffalo. The American yeah. Buffalo that they hunt. Yeah, that we hunted to basically extinction. Basically. You got the mountains of skulls. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's the American way, baby. Mm-hmm. Like roll up and go, hey, nice spot. Thanks. Leave and then kill all the bison. That's how we roll. Yep. <laughs> US of A. <laughs> Eagle screech. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, I, I think everybody, we didn't hear any real spoken lines other than a little bit of uh, Uncle Iroh. Yeah. Um, but everybody looks good. Like yeah. to see them in motion. Yeah. Um, like especially Sokka didn't look bad at all. Seeing Aang just, it was just a snippet, but just flying on his glider. I was like, yeah. oh, yo, wait. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it feels right. I do wonder, um, like everybody keeps seeing it listed as live action, but not. Like, is it a series or is it a movie? Because this didn't even say, like, in the, you know, like, episodes airing. You know what I mean? I, th- I thought I would it was think a movie. A se- I would think a series would be your way to go. I agree. I think uh, trying to cram all of that into also, a movie is going to be tough. Yeah, well, and because it also seems like this is just book one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It did focus heavily on, uh, I felt like the... Um, you got it. Oh, my God, the... Earth tribe? Not the tribe, but... Well, the water tribe is... Uh, well, yeah, that's the first one, but I feel like we yeah. don't see a whole lot of the water tribe. We don't really see a whole lot of anybody other than... Well, we see the castle for the... Yeah, for Earth. a second. Yeah. Which looked banging. Yeah. Do uh, you see how, like, for the front gates, you have to be able yeah, to... Yeah, you have to be able to open it manually mm-hmm. with your own bending. Um, but no, because, like, I want to see Toph, but I don't think she shows up until book two, Mm-mm. which is when they do earth bending. And then... I want to see them toes, dude. Hmm? Mm-hmm. We see them dogs. Because is there just the three books? Because it's he learns he already knows air bending, then he learns yeah. water bending, then earth bending, and then fire bending. And then that's what it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because book three is when they get Heavy. Zuko on there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Seeing Zuko's bald ass head, bro. He has the Are we the baddies? You know? <laughs> Are we the baddies? And I like how willing Uncle Iroh is to just be like, Yeah, this is all fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, Uncle Iroh's ahead of the curve. I feel, I feel like he was waiting for it. And yeah. He just um, needed someone else. But yeah, I do like the thought that maybe they'll intercut more, like, here's what's going on with the Fire Kingdom, here's what's going on with that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that we might get a second shot at, well, what's some stories that maybe we didn't look at last time, or yeah. things like that. Um, I do know that the original creators were involved in this, and then left at some point. Ooh. So I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't look bad. No, it seems like it's made with love, uh, as far as like r- faithfulness to the to the original. Yeah. Um, just from a visual standpoint, but yeah, with the original creators being on board and then dipping, that makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But. Fuck I mean, you 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 it, you know. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Maybe they wanted to make some changes from the original, and the uh, the original creators were like, like nah. "Well, no," and it's like that thing of like, "Well, it's the same as like live action Lion King." You gotta have some. You gotta have something different. Something to justify. Otherwise, just watch the original. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? We'll figure it out when we see it and go. Oh, that's not good. Yep. Or go. Oh, actually, you know what? Gas. Gas. Uh, no. And then the thing that I just want to talk about with Jeremy Allen White, he talked about. It kind of brought up a good point of like, apparently he met with someone for a he said Marvely role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't go well. Where apparently he kind of went in there. He he played. He's very, he's being, um, I guess I don't want to say gracious, but he's taking the heat, the blame for the scenario. Mm-hmm. 
when honestly the way he describes it, I don't think it's his fault. Yeah. Sounds like he went in and he says, uh, he goes, I approached the execs with an attitude of tell me about why I should do your movie. Mm -hmm. And they were like, fuck you. He went on and I was like, right on. Right on. All right. Uh, but I don't think that's honestly a bad attitude of no. like, I mean, you do, that's what you do for a job. Like, tell me why I should work here. Yeah. Do you have any questions? You know, I mean, part of the job interview is you're selling the job. Yeah. Why do I want to do your job? Yeah. Why would I, why do I want to play this role? Yeah. You know? Sell it to me. And if they're like, yeah, fuck you, you should be asking to be in our movie. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I'm he kind of brought up this point of like, <laughs> I can't find the exact quote in his statement here or in the interview here. It was with GQ. Let me go to the actual article. Because um, he brought up a decent point of like, why did, like, since when did be being in a Marvel movie be the pinnacle of a, someone's career? Of like, boom, you made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, but I don't think so. But oftentimes, well, but it is because a lot of times you're like, he deserves to be in a Marvel. Why isn't this person in a Marvel movie? You know, get him in a Marvel movie. Or like, when you get that person in a Marvel movie, you're like, yes, now they're in. Now they're in Marvel. And I do think some of it's like, the the money and the fame. Yeah. But like, I think it's kind of a cop out. Like it's a, like you're doing it for money. Yeah, and most of the time, like I mean, I've enjoyed Marvel, but Marvel's rarely like pushing boundaries. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. Especially when it comes to like writing and acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's going to a Marvel movie to be like, "Fuck, they were acting in that." Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, I'm trying to find his exact words. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that was the sentiment. Basically, it was like, yeah. "Why is that the?" the end all be all no, you know I, I don't disagree with him yeah and I don't think it should be anymore um but we'll get to the meat and taters here not quite the marvels yet but Grand Theft Auto 6 yes was confirmed by Rockstar finally um on their Twitter where they say let me get their full statement pulled up here did they say something along the lines of like early December we'll be mm -hmm. seeing some like footage yeah did they specify it's like a specific date I uh, know no, no. But the Game Awards, which we're getting ready to talk about, oh, yeah. is on December 7th. Okay. And they said early December. Yeah. Wouldn't be bad to be like, bang, there's the trailer, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so here's the message from Rockstar. They say, next month uh, marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we have had uh, the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. Without you, none of this would be possible. And we're so grateful to all of you for sharing this journey with us. In 1998... Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games uh, could be, or sorry, could come to be as essential to culture as any other form of entertainment, and we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. Wouldn't it be some shit if they, like, dropped the <laughs> just trailer? Just GTA Five, And then just at the end, they go, 2027. Yeah, well, I, th I think it's going to be... 2025 I, at the at latest. least or like yeah early late 2025 <sighs> I it's think fucking blow dude it's just games are so expensive and long to make anymore that's the hard part is like this game is allegedly from some of the like um, I just completely lost the name of the um, Bloomberg I could not think of the publication mm -hmm. Bloomberg was putting it in like the potentially approaching a billion dollar budget to create um, and it's like games are just getting expensive as hell especially large games mm -hmm. you know 
And, you know, when you're putting seven years into it, I mean, look at like a Starfield, you know, how yeah. long was that in development? Yeah. And then it's like, well, now you're going to wait for another seven years for us to make another one, you know, or, you know, another thing like it. Yeah. And, I mean, you figure that's where you get into a situation with like fucking uh, Modern Warfare 3 allegedly took 16 months to produce or to develop the most recent one. Mm -hmm. uh, the campaign was like three hours long and apparently it was ass. And the multiplayer is basically a, an expansion pack. Mm. And everybody's pretty bitter about it, yep. understandably. Yep. Um, and it's that thing of like, apparently the current setup is like typically a Call of Duty campaign or a Call of Duty game is on a three-year development cycle. And this was done in half that time. And it's like, yep, I it feels it, you know? And so that's pretty upsetting because I enjoyed the remake, the first one. I just want to see a BO1 remake, dude. Yeah, give us Black Ops. Give me Come Mason or yeah, Mason and Woods, I dude. I was gonna say Mace Windu. Give us give Mace, Mace Windu, Windu in I'm there. Like, what? No, give me Mason and Woods, bro. Like their chemistry and like Woods himself. What's his first name? Frank. Frank Woods. Yeah. yeah. Frank Woods, dude. He's a fucking beast. And then to find out in the second one that he didn't even die. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I remember crying when Woods died. <laughs> I did. I can see it. Literally jumps out the window <laughs> with those grenades. There goes my hero. <laughs> Like my God, that's fucked, man. Oh my God, uh, no, I did want to mention I forgot to to swing it in there. If you know what I'm saying, Disney Plus and Hulu are combining uh, early next year. Monopoly, and not not really. You've got Netflix. You still got Netflix, HBO Max, Peacock, all that. You've got options. how long is it until Disney starts buying them up? Right. Well, they did get. Uh, they are buying out Hulu's mm. um, portion of of Hulu. Mm. Did I say Hulu? Foxes? No. Who's? Uh, who is the other person? Fuck me. NBC Universal. That's the one. Their their stake mm -hmm. of Hulu to just be the the sole owner, which is why they're now able to stream it, wrap them up yeah. together. Because they've had the majority ever since they bought Fox. Because I think it was like them, Fox, and NBC basically. And when they bought Fox. They're like, well, guess what? We get your shares. Thanks. And now they're the sole owner, and so they're wrapping it all up into one app. And Morgan was like, oh, good. So we don't have to pay for both. I was like, well. We'll be paying for we'll it. We'll be paying for both. <laughs> Just maybe on one price tag. But yeah, sorry. I got really confused there. Yeah, so Comcast's uh, remaining stake in Hulu was being bought up for roughly $8.5 billion by Disney. Trump change. Uh, and now it is uh, going to be wrapped up into, into Disney+. Plus. And so... The one-app experience will be available to those who subscribe to the Disney Plus Hulu bundle. Currently, Disney offers the bundle of Disney Plus and Hulu with ads for $9.99 per month and one without ads for $19.99 per month. The platforms will still be available separately after the launch of the combined app. That's different. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so neat, I guess. Now into the <laughs> thing that I'm kind of excited to chat about. Uh, let's see here. Game of the Year nominees. We'll just do. We oh, just yeah. want to start with the, just, the big dog. Just hop in. Yeah, game of the year uh, nominees: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four Remake, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Mm -hmm. That's in there. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that nope. is. Nope. Didn't hear about it. No. Uh, no Starfield. No Starfield. Nope. And uh, it is meant to be pointed out. Um, Jeff Keighley, who runs the Game Awards, always makes the point before the day, the day before the nominations come out. 
he has no sway in the nominations. Mm -hmm. He's not allowed to vote. It's actually voted on by the industry where like they get a hold of, I think it's something like 200 and some companies of like publications, whether they be magazines, reporters, things like that, Mm -hmm. other game companies and Mm -hmm. and, uh, developers and things like that. And they all vote on, these are the games that kind of do it similar to like the Oscars, you know, where it's the Academy and uh, nominating and voting. And they voted that these six should be the contenders. So it's a bit out there. Spider-Man. Sure. But well, okay. So tears, the kingdom. Yes. Spider-Man. Yes. Boulder's gate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Alan Wake too. Okay. I hear, I I haven't played that much of it, so I really don't know. That's not my realm. I've really been enjoying it. And everything I've heard so far of like the people that fully played it is like, Oh shit, this is going to be a game. I haven't seen a bunch of stuff about it on TikTok. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 4 remake it came out at the beginning of the year and it got a ton of gas mm-hmm. um, yeah because they added a bunch of new stuff to it too didn't they yeah they they, they did a very good job of modernizing it yeah um, and then yeah Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the only one that I didn't hear anything I about I, what even what is what's it on I have no idea well, I'm assuming Nintendo, the, of course, the Switch but yeah like is it like a Super Mario World Galaxy style I don't know, know man you're asking me but I don't Mario know Mario Bros Party you I don't know. know my man but apparently it was more worthy of, of a nominee than Starfield, just according to the gaming industry. That speaks volumes. Uh-huh. Uh, best Game Direction, um, which is awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation oh. in Game Direction and Design. Do you think I can get a refund on Starfield? I haven't played that much of it. Uh, you might be past your window of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I want to play Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I just I haven't. This is kind of what happens every year is you get games that the reason they are game of the year contenders is because they're also contenders for these others. You know what I mean? The thing that makes it game of the year worthy is the same thing that it's the building blocks. Mm -hmm. And so then you run into best narrative. Uh, So a game that focuses more on storytelling. Uh, Baldur's Gate's going to win that. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which Mm -hmm. apparently was a very good expansion. Um, Final Fantasy 16 and then Spider-Man 2. Uh, let's see, art direction, so creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Alloway 2, something called Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Lies of P, that was the Pinocchio, like, Soulsborne type oh, game. Oh, yeah. Uh, which apparently was pretty good, if you're into a Soulsborne type yeah. of game. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Score and music, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Alloway 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so Final yeah, Fantasy will probably take that. They always got pretty intense music going on. Yeah, but I could see. I mean, Alan Wake Two. They did a bunch of oh, actual. Oh yeah, like, they did. Like they made their own like music full for, songs, yeah. like pop songs and things like that. And I heard that one song when I was playing. That was good. It was jazzy, yeah, pretty banging. Um, but then also, Baldur's Gate Three has some incredible score to it. Doesn't? Yeah. Um, or like, I'll find myself humming it, and I'm like, what, was, what song mm-hmm. do I have in there? And then I'm like, oh, that's Baldur's Gate. That's a character creation menu. One of them more playing Civ and stuff. Oh. It's super intense. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in-game audio and sound design. So, you know, as far as like, oh, man, the the, the gunshots, the, the you know, hearing the stomps on the on the floor, the sounds of tearing up monsters or whatever, you know. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, the remake, mm. Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 remake, and Hi-Fi Rush. So, yeah, I mean, we're coming down into, this is the one that I was interested in. Because there haven't been any this year that I like really jumped out at me. Uh, best performance, so it's awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and/or performance capture. Uh, ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, oh, um, he I think 
Is Jedi Survivor's not in the running. No. Dang. Uh Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077. Melanie LeBird for Alan Wake 2. I believe that's the woman that plays Saga Anderson. Okay. Um Neil Newborn for Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know which one Neil Newborn is. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Yuri, can you look this name up? Neil, N-E-I-L. Mm-hmm. Newborn. So it's like newborn with a no R. He is uh, the voice of Carl Heisenberg, K-A-R-L-H-E-I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G. In Baldur's Gate 3? Yes. Who voices O-J-K? Uh, Astarian? Astarian. Bingo. Gotcha. Astarian. Astarian. Who's not Taran in Taran ass, you know? Uh, and then Yuri Lowenthal, for, um, he plays Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2. Uh, let's see. The next one that I wanted to look at. Just to get us through here. Best community support. So this is recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates, patches. So basically, we heard you. We're going to fix that. Or, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to help you out with this or whatever. Sure. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, it's had like 10 patches already. Um, and it was a game that didn't really need much patching Mm-mm. at launch. Cyberpunk 2077 Fatal Liberty. I could see them giving it to that one because it was basically like... It was a stinker when it came out. Hey, here's what the game was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Destiny 2, I don't see it winning this year. Mm-mm. After the way Bungie went, oh, you guys don't like this? Fuck you then. Yeah. We're firing everybody. Uh, no Man's Sky is always up there and it wins a lot. Yeah. I think it's won this award like four years in a row. Um, and then Final Fantasy 16. Um, last one here. Yeah, last little section here. The genres. So, best action game. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. That just came in and left. I forgot that it even exists. What was it? The Armored Core. That's the mech where you're... It's, it was from the same people that made Elden Ring uh, from software. Oh, yeah. Dead Island 2. That's another one that kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost Runner 2. Another one kind of came and went. Hi-Fi Rush. I hadn't even heard, heard of it. heard of it. Remnant 2. Never heard of it. Uh, Best action adventure game, Balan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I hope Jedi Survivor wins that, but I don't think think they're going to. Unfortunately. Yeah. Best RPG. Uh, Oh, here you go. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. I think that's Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate's taking that home. Yeah, considering only one of those on that list is in Game of the Year into territory. Yeah. And it's Baldur's Gate. Uh, or they could do what they did last year with Elden Ring, where yeah. they gave everything to God of War, and, and then, then Elden, Elden Ring, Ring swept, won. yeah, mm-hmm. or you know, swooped in. Um, best fighting game: God of Rock, Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two, Bingo. Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter Six. Um, and then you get into your best like multiplayer games, which I'm not too super pooped about. But yeah, I mean that's like I said, you get into your major. Uh, most anticipated game, which is the game that you're most anticipated about mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. <laughs> I keep going back and forth about that, man. I'm excited for it. And then Best Adaptation. So, celebrating game-inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movies, comics, and more. Castlevania Nocturne. I think that was an anime. Okay. Um, Gran Turismo that was the movie. Uh, the Last of Us. I think it's going to be Stop The Last it. of Us. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and Twisted Metal. I don't think it's the movie Super Mario Brothers. It was It was not better than The Last of Us TV show. Peach. <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. Uh, 
<laughs> Jack Black can get the whole hog, dude. <laughs> Whoa. I just like his. I'm not going out there like this. Yeah. <laughs> he dressed up as Bowser, and you could just see his fucking dick, and they had to blur it on TV. Uh, couldn't be me. All right. You want to talk about the Marvels? Yep. All right. Schedule one song, one, one song, song only. You got a fucking synopsis? You don't know what this movie was about? This movie was about... <laughs> Fuck, what was the movie? Fuck. Basically, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure a bunch of shit. All right, so Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau, or, and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. I, basically <laughs> what you said. Just I mean, what I said, right? Is there an echo in here? What is this? <laughs> I'm talking, we're not talking about the TV show. Bingo. Boom. So, <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> gang, gang. So, on allegedly a budget of $220 million, it did about $109 million worldwide. Ooh. Um, yeah. Opening was about $46 million domestic. Uh, the lowest Marvel film debut ever. But as we talked the about sag. at the top, it's the only th- only film released by Marvel during the strike, and I think it's feeling the heat of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they because they were quick with it. As soon as the strike lifted, they had fucking Brie Larson on Jimmy Fallon, like Friday night, yeah, trying to get some people to go see the Marvels on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but also, I feel like it wasn't advertised very heavy. I didn't see too much about it. Uh-uh. Usually you would have, like, they would ramp up oh, advertising. Dude, normally it's fucking, it'll blow over Instagram, and that's yeah. all I'll see for, like, a week. Not with this one. Um, which is so surprising, because the first movie crossed a billion dollars. Captain Marvel did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one does not look like it's going to do that. No. Which, without getting into too much, I think is a shame. I don't think it deserves to be... You know, without saying too much about what I thought of the movie itself, I don't think it deserves to be the most, the worst performing Marvel film. Hmm. Uh, there's definitely been worse Marvel movies. Hmm. But, all that to say, I did get, uh, I don't think I'm in the minority either, because on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 62, uh, which is not the lowest reviewed Mar- uh, Marvel film. Uh, but the audience gave it an 84. Which is a pretty favorable, yeah. you know. Basically, that means if you're an audience member, you, there's an 84 percent chance you're gonna like this movie. I feel like Marvel's starting to become what Star Wars is, where Marvel's fans are also their hardest critics. Yes, and unfortunately, there is a certain subset of nerdum that Beard. wants this movie to fail. Yeah, woman actors. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, I saw a bunch of girls in it. That's not manly. Two of them are not white. <laughs> What's this world coming to? <laughs> what, they're not sexualized? Yeah, wait a minute. Why doesn't she have a fucking diamond cut out in her chest where I can see her cleavage? <laughs> you know, like, that's, that is what comics used to be, though. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Their suits just had a big fucking boob window in them. And you're like, perfect. Excellent. Or like I said, you know, in the 90s, they used to draw girls, first of all, with a waist about as big around as my calf. <laughs> and then just triple D breasts. And an ass that won't quit. Mm-mm. And they manage to draw them in a way that both are visible in the in a single pose. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. How are you seeing their donk and their chest in the same... It's like, ah, she's baby. twisted around, you know? Yeah. But they've kind of gone away from that, thank God. Good. But all of that to say, uh, what do you think about it? What are your uh, spoiler-free plot thoughts? Uh, as far as the plot goes, 
the continuity was there. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything. Oh, this was also brisk. It was like ninety-seven. Yeah, it minutes. really wasn't that long. No. Um, but I felt like the continuity of it, like it started at one point and everything had a purpose in it. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was watching it and going, why is this here? Yeah, why are we doing this? There was points in the movie where I was like, I get the bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's going on for a, a bit long. Yeah. Um, in which we'll dive into that in yeah. a bit. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you will be here till next week. Uh, I did think this was a funnier Marvel movie than I thought, I thought so it was too. Be. And I got <laughs> there's one fucking reason for that too. <laughs> fucking Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury Sam in Jackson this. was very funny. He in killed this. that. But also on the flip side And also Kamala's family. Yeah. The cons were but I mean also in her show. They were very funny and I think Amon Vellani and Nick Fury were the the core of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that I name her by the actress and then him is just Nick Fury. But no, Sam Jackson and Mavalani, I think, carried this movie. Yeah. Um, but no, like no, no plot holes or nothing like that. Everything felt very uh, flowing in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it did open up uh, a couple of questions of my, and I guess it's one of those things where it's so hard to come back from of like Captain Marvel in Infinity War, yeah, and Endgame, like. She's this badass beast right, that came yeah. out of the fucking blue, smashing through Thanos's ship. How do you just like? Yeah, you've, it's the strange thing of like you've got a the power scaling. Yeah, issue. like how do you tone that back without going yeah. like that's way too easy for Captain Marvel. She should be able to blow through this. Yeah. No, no problem. I guess the only thing I could think in terms of like without getting into details, um, maybe she's pulling a Spider Man and is holding back on some people. Because it'd be easy to, like, kill people by accident if she just fully went for it. You know what I mean? But as far as her taking hits... Eh. We'll talk about it in spoilers. Yeah. I want to I touch back on that. Yeah. Uh, but what about you? What do you think about char- characters and chemistry? Uh, well, like I was saying, I think I'm on Villani. Yeah. Her as, we touched up on that. Yeah. Her, her Kamala Khan, she fucking kills it. Yeah. I mean, she was a perfect pick for playing someone who... Like, I did really like that... Uh, I'll spoil it a little bit because it's the very beginning of the yeah. movie. Uh, the intro to the movie is very much like her series of it's her doodling, drawing comics like she does, mm-hmm. and her voice acting the full comic yep. out of like this is me being Ms. Marvel, meeting Captain Marvel, Twinsies. and saving the day. And then I like her carrying her, you know, yeah. you know, Ms. Marvel. Do you know how to fly? No, I don't. And then her just carrying her, you know, and her starry eyed looking at Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays that role of being a fangirl. Yeah. And it's that thing of like, they did the same thing with Kate Bishop mm-hmm. in, uh, her, in, in Hawkeye. Yeah. Of like, this world has existed long enough that you have young adults that can look up to yeah, the heroes models. in their world. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then be inspired to be heroes themselves, which <clears throat> we'll talk about the pin that. Cause uh, I don't want to forget that, but I, there is a point I want to talk about in spoilers, write it down, but continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick Fury, uh, he was a strange part of this where it didn't feel like he had much to do. Yeah, I felt, in a strange way. I felt he was more as a comic relief than mm-hmm. anything else, which is, I mean, not a bad thing per se, yeah. but it, it was a bit like, come on, it's Nick Fury. Yeah, you know, he's got to have mind on something. You know, he's got to be up to something. He can't. It right. felt well, like in this, he was just cruising. 
Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, he wasn't up to nothing. Yeah. Well, but I guess in a, in a way of maybe his role now on Saber, he's less involved and it is more report back to me. Tell me what's going on, which is kind of what was going on was, yeah. you know, he has people that go out and do that and he's up there to be the big picture guy. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. You know, big brain. If something's going on, I'm the thinker and you're yeah. the doer. Yeah. Doer. I barely know her. <laughs> Um, what did you think about? Oh, well, now we're getting into characters and chemistry. Uh, I didn't get to give my plot thoughts. Oh, I, that's my fault. I thought we were both spitting them back and forth. Plot thoughts. It's hard to talk about plots, spoiler free. Yeah, but I agree with you that it felt pretty, pretty clippy. Pretty it was, steady. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, there was a bit of logic to it. Of mm-hmm. like every step they took felt. Like a yeah, that yeah makes this sense. happened because it didn't feel like a this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It felt like this happened, which caused that because of this, and yeah. you know, and stuff um, like that. The, the chain reaction. There, to it. there was something, and we'll have to talk about it in spoilers. But the like result at the finale, I suppose, felt like a okay. I guess because yeah, it's a comic book movie. I sure. guess that makes sense if you don't think about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which again, we'll. We'll, we'll, get we'll into dip into detail, um, but I did enjoy the entanglement aspect of their powers. Not necessarily like it's another comic book thing of like why are their powers entangled? Because they need to be yeah. for the story. It's an interesting dynamic because the universe willed, willed it, it to, to be. be. Uh, but I thought it offered very interesting. Um, it was new action. I felt like that's something that we haven't seen. Yeah. So for people that don't understand or haven't seen the trailers or anything like that, their powers are entangled in such a way that if two of the three, or I guess if the three of them, if they, if at least two of them use their powers at the same time, they swap physical places in Mm -hmm. space. Um, And so obviously at first that's an impediment of like, uh, I'm trying to do something here. And now all of a sudden I've just been (laughs) just transported to somewhere else. Some fangirls bedroom. Bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like when she's looking out and she sees just a little Funko Pop. Yeah, that was I got a giggle out of that when she comes out of her closet. Because that was the post credit scene for the Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. series. Uh, and so it picks up there of yeah. her being teleported to Kamala Khan's bedroom and smashing into her closet door. And when she gets out of the closet, oh, she's shit. just in a, in a tween's bedroom yeah. full of her own memorabilia. And like, there's the one drawing of Captain Marvel that she's cut her face out and put it over Captain Marvel's face. Uh, And I got a giggle out of that. But, uh, yeah, they, so that, that dynamic was pretty good too. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, characters, I did feel like Monica Rambeau. She's lacking. I thought she had the least character, the least amount of character development throughout the entire movie. Um, which is a shame because there's a lot of opportunity there between her and Carol. Yeah. Uh, of like, you know, they both shared auntie. Yeah. She's her aunt Carol. And like there, they did kind of start to get into it and then just kind of left it. They did. Just didn't. Which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, but yeah, I did think that was a missed opportunity yeah. to explore their dynamic more. I think we just got to rate it and then dip into it. I agree. How do we rate stuff around here? Of course you can always be you know, overwhelmed, which means your the expectation for the movie was, uh, Surpassed, met. You can always be underwhelmed, which means you thought the movie was a big, fat, wet stinker, and you were not pleased with it, or you can always be right in the middle and be simply simply whelmed. You want to one, two, three it? Yeah. One, two, three.
overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I had kind of low expectations so going to it. I Marvel is kind of starting to lose my hope a mm-hmm. little bit, or mm-hmm. my faith, I guess. I This was more interesting to me than Ant-Man. Yes, for sure. This was more interesting to me, I'm trying to think, like other recent. I think if more people could see this movie... Um, this and Loki could restore some faith. Yeah. Because Loki just fair wrapped up, which you haven't finished yet, nope. you son of a bitch. I know. Because um, I really want to talk to you about it. I know. Uh-huh. Um, especially in relation to this. There's some stuff at I the end her. of this. <laughs> There's George some stuff. Yeah. There's some stuff towards the end of this that, like, I wonder if Loki plays any part in that. Um, that I can't really get into with you. Right. You rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you rat bastard. Why not, you stupid bastard? Because I was with Paul Allen in Paris. But, uh, let's see. That's a good movie. That is an alright movie. It's it's overrated. A little bit. Yeah. It's not a bad movie, but it's like every dude's movie. <laughs> let's see Paul Allen's card. <laughs> the white, oh my god, the eggshell. Eggshell white. Yeah. So oh, pristine. Uh, let's spoil it, man. Kamala dies, dude, like right off right now. <laughs> but whoa. Um, Kamala's other bangle is out there. Uh, yeah. I liked that being yeah. a tie-in. Of like, because, uh, yeah, we knew it was in there, but we were, weren't sure how or where or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel's not all that great. No, she's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, she plays the not a not the the antagonist. No, huh? but she is the reason for the antagonist. Yes, she created the the situation. Yeah, I she, did like that implication of like there wasn't a bad guy thinking she's doing the right thing. She's not, and then it you know she had the right idea, but just it didn't. executed it way wrong. It kind of makes me think of like the. You know, you show up, you wreck some stuff, you disappear, and then we're left to pick up the pieces. Yeah. You know. Which is a big thing from, like, Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the whole, like, the vultures. And, like, which is why I love uh, Michael Keaton's vulture so much is because he's not a bad guy. Yeah, not inherently. Yeah, he's a thief. He starts to dip into it when he starts making, you know, uh, weapons and bombs and he starts selling them. But his initial motivation was, like, yeah, like, why should these guys get paid to do this and then also get paid to clean it up? Like, what... What do you yeah, think? exactly. And I did like that. That like they point out the like Tony Stark's kind of a dick. Yeah, like he's a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, Which I don't have. We talked about it on the podcast. I don't think Tony's like Iron Man's my favorite Marvel character anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure if we talked about it on here or not. I think it is Moon Knight. I think it has dipped. No. Nah. <laughs> but no. Um, Darben is the is the villain. I was trying to think of her name. But with Darben, something we're gonna do a little bit of jumping. Yeah. Here, just because we can. Yeah, we'll just play a humor that bit when. <laughs> so in the part where, what's her name? Darben. 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 Dar, hyphen Ben. Ben. Darben. Mm-hmm. When Darben was like, our son is dying. Yeah. And like, I need, I need one. Yeah. So and I'm taking yours. Why didn't Captain Marvel think of like charging the sun? I feel like as soon as that was said, I was like, oh, just duh. But also, I think we we have the thing of like we saw her in What If fight Ultron, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Infinity Ultron or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like she flew him into a planet and oh, like supercharged or whatever, you know. And so we know she has that ability, but if she's never tried it, I guess maybe it's that thing of like. Plus, also. 
I think that's the another flaw of her as a character is like that's a productive thing and she's a destructive person. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Hence why she created this whole problem to begin with. Yeah. She Which the problem is is uh she oh goddamn my chair was just about buckled on me. She destroyed the supreme intelligence of the Kree Empire. Yeah. Uh thinking that she was putting an end Freeing to their the civil people. war, like, hey, this thing's your overlord and it's telling you to do these bad things and you shouldn't be doing them. Mm. She destroys it and then creates a civil war because they they lose now they're up to their own. Yeah, and they devices. lose the sun, they lose water, as well as, like, fresh air. Yeah, the, the war just starts to destroy their home planet. Um, and so Darben is using one of the bangles, so she's looking for both, uh, to open up holes in, like, the the hex, the way that people travel around space, yeah. space-time, uh, to basically transport oxygen and water mm-hmm. and the sun. Yep. <laughs> That one was a little strange. I didn't know how that was going to work. Like, what are you going to do? Just suck the sun mm-hmm. out? Like, what is she doing there? I don't know. But, um, well, she can't absorb energy, light energy with, with the, the bangle. bangle so, yeah. I'm... Um, but yeah, I mean, her, her, she was a little bit of like, I think she was kind of a weak villain. Her motivations weren't weak, but just her as a character wasn't very, she was very like, I'm evil now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> like I guess, she was mustache twirling a little bit, a, a little know? bit scheming, but she was like dedicated to the faith because mm-hmm. her like right hand man was like, you can't do this. You'll die. And she's like, she's if like, that's if the prize, die, yeah. but like the people get to prevail, like that's my purpose. And right. I was a little bit like, again, yeah. like you're not the bad guy because right. you're doing it for a good reason. Yeah. Your convictions are, are pure. I really come to the dis- discovery of heroes fucking suck because if it like, if it comes to like. If I'm saving you or a hundred people, I got to save the hundred people because morally that's right. Right. I like the fact of like, I'm saving you. I don't yeah. fucking, I don't care about these hundred people. You know, yeah. I'm ca- I care about you. I'm saving you. Yeah. And that's the shit I eat up. And that's the shit I was starting to see. Yeah. And so I really like that aspect of everything. Yeah. And it's that hard part of like, because I saw somebody bring this up. Sorry. Just to, to turn into <laughs> another superhero property real quick. People were bringing up why, um, Insomniac Spider-Man is on Miguel O'Hara's team mm-hmm. in uh, across the Spider-Verse, and but people were like, because you know, you'd think he would be a good guy who would understand why Miles would want to kill his dad or yeah. you know let his dad die or things like that. But then they're like, this is the dude that like let his aunt May die to save the city, like he's that guy yeah. that like understands the idea of sacrificing either one person you for love or good. yourself for the number. It's a number game, you know. And it's like, ooh, yeah. I don't know. Something like that, though. And it does put some weight to the thing of, like, I don't think either answer is the right answer. Uh, but also, neither answer is the wrong, wrong answer. One. Yeah. And it's just, you know, whatever you decide to do is the way that the path is paved. Yeah. Because also, it feels selfish to, like, save his Aunt May and then everybody die. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, well, you got to. Why do you know? She's just one person. And it's like, yeah, but she's Aunt May. Yeah, it's Aunt May. Yeah, but everybody else's Aunt May died now. You know what I mean? I don't know, I'm, no well, one else is fucking swinging animes. around New right, York yeah. saving everyone, so yeah. fuck you. Oh, I saw a god-awful uh, comic strip, uh, a comic strip, a, a, a panel mm-hmm. uh, of um, apparently a recent Spider-Man, or maybe an ongoing Spider-Man comic, where Spider-Man's older now, and like he got shot or beat up or mugged or something while he was trying to fight some crime. He's just weaker and on his, mm-hmm. on his way out, and he ends up in the hospital for like a week or whatever. 
and he wakes up and there's like no flowers and no visitors or anything. And he asks the nurse or whatever. Who's like, and he's like, Oh, like the Avengers didn't like send me anything. Nothing, you know, miles MJ or whatever. And he's like, basically like these people didn't, you know, and they're like, you know, he's kind of like, Oh, they're all just busy with their own stuff, you know? And, uh, then the nurse says something about like, if you're up to it, the, you know, they're here to see you, you know? And he's like, who? And she's like, everybody, you know? And there's just like a line out the hospital down the road. And it's just, a bunch of New Yorkers that are mm-hmm. just there to see Spider-Man, you know? And it's like exactly. that thing that's of like, the friendly yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. That's the, all these people are there to see him, you know, cause they don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. They just know the things he's done for them. Yeah. You know? I was like, that's, that's nice. But I was like, <laughs> I saw one where it was like Spider-Man, uh, swinging around with like a little boy mm-hmm. and like they're on this huge adventure and then <laughs> it turns out, him. and it turns out he has cancer. Yeah. And I, like I don't know why, but like that just didn't click uh-huh. when I was like watching that, and I was just like, oh. oh, man. That's like there's a good Superman comic where it's just like him sit standing on a roof talking to a guy who's like contemplating jumping, and uh, him just like it's that thing of su- none of Superman's powers saved the guy. Yeah. It was Superman the guy mm-hmm. just That's talking with him, Kent. just talking to him and being like, you know. Have hey, you ever been in love, yeah, Spider-Man? Right. Yeah, it's that, you know, and it's that thing of, like, maybe that's the person that they needed at that time. They didn't need Superman to come in and knock down a building, fly like a, you know. Be strong enough to be gentle. Yeah, and he, he stands on the roof and talks to the guy and figures out what's wrong, and, hey, let's get you some help, you know. Yeah. And that was his version of heroics there. And like you said, in the Spider-Man 2 game, you get a mission like that. Right? I haven't seen it, but I, I heard the, the dialogue for yeah. you. Have you ever been in love? And, like, every yeah. time I hear it, I start tearing up. Yeah. I'm like, I... I gotta move yeah. forward. I gotta it's move. Just, it's just Spider Man sitting on a bench talking with an old man, you know? You just sit on your balls? No, I just, I I think I twisted my knee or my uh, ankle. ankle wrong, oh. like too far, and I thought I was about to break it. <laughs> that would be some shit. You just, how'd you break your ankle? I was sitting. sitting. Yeah. But, anyways, back to the Marvels. Yeah, back to the main topic. Um, <laughs> but wrapping up on characters and chemistry, um, yeah, Nick Fury. I He's funny wish, as hell in this. He was really fucking funny. And like I'm I'm not hating on that, but I feel with Secret Invasion bombing so hard and like for us not even to bother watching it. Yeah. I really kind of wanted him to have like a such an upper role and that yeah. that makes me go, "Oh, I got to watch Secret Wars then." Yeah, because Secret you know, invasion. like yeah. or yeah, Secret Invasion to see what the hubbub is about, right. but it really didn't seem that way. Yeah. Um but also, maybe that's a good thing if Secret Invasion is that bad. You know. That they don't go, oh, you better see Secret Invasion if you enjoy this. I guess more so, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just hoping for a little bit of redemption from him, and I just yeah. didn't see it. But he was still funny and stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe, like, what you were saying is, like, he's just head honcho now, right? He's a yeah. big picture guy. Yeah, he doesn't have a specific job of, like, I'm on this mission. I did appreciate... uh Brie Lar- or Captain Marvel, yeah. like saying she's like all things considered, yeah, it is nice to have people on the ship again because yeah. you know she's been alone for yeah, so long, out. yeah. Uh, that it's just yeah she's lonely, yeah. Because you figure she has that line that's a a decent point in uh, Endgame when they're like you know where the fuck have you been yeah and she's like there's a ton of planets with people out there that don't have you guys yeah you know so I basically had to be the Avengers for the galaxy yeah you know. And they're kind of like, all right. I bet. Fair play. 
I ain't gonna lie, had me in the first half. But like we were talking about her being a monster. Like the Kree call her the Annihilator. Yeah, because <laughs> she just brought about their demise. And I like when to Darbin. Darbin. Yeah. Um, whenever there's a flashback of Captain Marvel, she's got her mask on and stuff like that, yeah. and just the eyes are glowing, glowing. and like yeah. piercing. She's, and it, she's imposing. Yeah, and it just looks like a menacing. Yeah, like, that's a oh bad guy. God, like, a, oh my god. Villain. Yeah. Yeah, you're powerless to stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a, a, an interesting concept. But but I like that it bothered her as well. Uh, deeply. You know, because she has the device that she's been using to try and pull her memories apart. Because did you see the first Captain Marvel? Um, the Kree put false memories in her head to basically brainwash her into being a Kree mm-hmm. uh, weapon, essentially. And so she's now trying to pull that apart and kind of like, this is who I am. Right. Um, and so she spends, it seems like a bit of time just going through her own memories and she's got some not happy memories Mm-mm. that she gets stuck on. Yeah. Um, which I do want to talk about that with her and Monica yes. she doing like the the mind melding. Yeah. Um, where we get to see a little peek of like, yeah, this is a Marvel movie, but Ricky Larson is an Oscar nominated an Oscar winning actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do like the idea that. How long is she sitting in there looking at this? And when she gets to the memories of like her destroying the Kree homeworld, that she's like, "Fuck, I gotta get out of that. I can't. I can't see I that can't, anymore." Yeah, and she takes that. the helmet off and is like, "Yeah, I can't watch this anymore." The thing I wanted to talk about with uh, Kamala Khan and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel that I found really interesting. It was very early in the movie with the scroll uh, when uh, uh, Benjamin takes the oxygen. Um, Darben. Darben. Why is that name? Tough I don't for know, you? man. When Darwin comes over... Write it over, fucking down. Dar, D-A-R, Ben. Ben. Um, <laughs> but when Darwin... Darben. When Darwin... Yeah, you're saying it like Darwin. When, when Dwayne... When Dervin. <laughs> so Devin's coming in. <laughs> and she's still in the... So anyway, state. Daniel's in the... <laughs> Just get further and further. Daniel Russo. So anyway, Michelangelo. <laughs> karate kid comes in. Yeah. Stealing the oxygen from the scrolls. Yeah. And, uh, again, the scrolls do not like Captain Marvel. No, because they were signing peace accords with the Kree, and they were going to have a chance. Yeah. And then she rolls up and kind of... Well, not really. Yeah, yeah, not really. It was very much like sign or die. Yeah, we're going to pull your arm. Yeah. But um, during that time frame, Kamala Khan, like, is helping a kid and was like, don't worry, Captain Marvel's going to fix this. Yeah. And then right at that end, Kamala Khan's telling uh, Carol, like, we got to help these people. And she's like, we're taking who we can. can. Yeah, and we like, got to save who we can. Just left all those people. Yeah, and you could really, behind. and I thought it was a fantastic job of acting on, uh, what's her name? Uh, Iman Falani. Iman Falani. Iman Falani. Iman Falani, yeah. Um, amazing acting on her part because you could, re- like, without any words, you could really see it kind of hit her of like, you are not what I thought you were. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were this all-saving, all-good. Yeah. yeah, her idea of a hero is you save everybody. And, and you didn't. You don't always get to. Yeah. And, like, you that know. really was like a... Ooh. She is just a kid. Yeah. You know? And she's kind of getting that shock of, like, oh, I'm... This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to do this. But, no. So, that yeah, that was one of the things I just wrote here. Never meet your heroes. Yeah. I mean, because it is one of those moments of, like, the realization of they're not what you think they are. Yeah. And I thought, that, and which was brought up in Thor, uh-huh. uh, 
Which one? Love and Thunder? Or Love, and Fl- Love and Thunder with uh, Gore, the God Butcher, because yeah. in, during when he meets the, his God. Yeah. And during the, your God sucks, dude. Yeah. And so that, to kind of be able to look at those and kind of play them in the same version of like, it was this for that, and now it's this for this. For, yeah. You know, and the, the, the weight of them. Yeah. Um, and then I, I didn't appreciate that, like, Carol had the wherewithal later to apologize. Yeah. To uh, to uh, Kamala to be like, hey, I'm sorry about the way I shouldn't have talked to you that way. Like things were just getting heavy or whatever. You know, I was gonna say I do wish I really I really admire Captain Marvel's character in this movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like that this Captain Marvel is not the Captain Marvel we saw in Infinity War and Endgame. Okay, I think she was very standoffish. Well, we don't see her at all in Infinity or, War. Excuse me, Endgame, and you don't really get to see her too much in Endgame. But yeah, she did seem just a little standoffish. Yeah. In that movie, compared to this one, we get to yeah. see a lot more of her personality, which right. is really interesting yeah. because it is. She's just a, a person. Yeah. Right. And so, being able to see that, I think, really helped. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, and then like talking about her being a person when you know her and Monica haven't seen each other since Monica was a girl. Yeah. Uh, in the late nineties. And, you know, Monica kind of brings up that thing of, like, it, it, again, it's that what it means to be a hero of, yeah. like, who who you save, who you yeah. help, and things like that. Where Carol's like, Carol I, says, you know, people needed me. And Monica goes, we needed yeah. you. We didn't need Captain Marvel, though. We, we needed, needed you. Carol. Carol, yeah. And it's that, yeah, she can't necessarily be both. Mm-mm. And maybe she picked wrong. Yeah. You know? Um, Sounds then, like luck's been on, not on her side lately. Yeah. And, but then you get the, the little glimpse where... It turns out maybe the thing she was running from was her own disappointment. She didn't want to show up and be a the annihilator, be coming home to see. Well, also with the blip happening and stuff like that, right? And, but that was you know within the last five years. Yeah. Um, Carol's been gone for thirty years, you know, and it's because and she even says like her being the annihilator, she didn't want to come home Mm-mm. and be the annihilator coming home to see you know her little niece, you know. Um, but when her and Monica and uh, Kamala are sharing like memories, trying to see what everybody has yeah. seen to put together the story. And Carol like can't stop thinking. It's like, don't think of an elephant, you know? Right. And now you all are thinking think about is an elephant. She starts thinking about um, her mom, her, yeah. Monica's mom, like in the conversation Maria. that they have right what, before she died. While Monica has been blipped, Maria got better. And then the cancer came back. And so she's having a talk with her on the porch of like, I think this is like, it's back. I need you to take the cat, you know? And she's like, I'm not taking that damn cat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're going to pull through this. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to, I don't to. need to take the cat. So it's fine. You know? And Brie Larson, I was like, like, again, like I said, fuck, she can't act. Yeah. You forget that she is an yeah. actress that like is awarded for mm-hmm. her acting. Um, fucking the room or no, just room with her and, uh, where she's been abducted. Oh, that's the movie that she won yeah. her Academy yeah, yeah, yeah. Award for. That's a tough movie. Yeah, it's rough. That's a, but she just amazing in it. That is a rough movie. Yeah, like it makes my stomach sick. Yeah, when she and when her son actually gets out and the cops come and she gets out, roll them up in the carpet. Yeah, but but I'm talking when the cops like get him back to okay, let's find your mom, mm-hmm. and she like gets out of the shed and she's sprinting towards looking for where he is. I sob. Morgan yeah. and I both uncontrollably are like, oh my god, this feels like an actual event happening 
Um, and then like her being so depressed when she's back home. Yeah, well, she, with, I mean, with her family, they hate yeah. they hate her son, but like her and yeah. her son kind of have that trauma bond. bond. Yeah, of like, yeah, he's the product of assault, but but also he's the reason I was able made to, out. Yeah, and like he is my son. Yeah, you know, and he's not. It's yeah, it's not his fault. No, and. And when she says something to, you know, you, her mom says something about like her being, her trying to be nicer or whatever. And she's like, you know, maybe if, maybe if you hadn't, maybe if I didn't have your voice in my head telling me to be nice, I wouldn't have helped the guy look for his fucking dog, you know? And it's, oh, you know, kind of blaming mom. Yeah. Well, it's not mom's fault either, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just angry. Yeah. But no, she does very good in that movie. And mm-hmm. you just get a tiniest little droplet of that in this where I'm like, God damn, I want to see. More. I want to see her act more in this movie. More sugar water. Because that is one of my gripes of the movie. I didn't gen like just love the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the acting and writing was pretty rigid or stiff of like line delivery and things like that. Where you're like, okay, yeah. There was a couple cheesy one-liners when they're fighting Darbin and yeah. uh, like Kamala. Check my notes here, Darbin. <laughs> um, but Ms. Marvel puts the bangle on mm-hmm. and. Photon asks her, "How do you feel?" Yeah, right. And it was like a, yeah, little brother. How do you feel? And she's like, "I feel like a woman, <laughs> like a million bucks." Yeah, and it was a bit like a, oh, brother. of course, you know, what a <laughs> yeah. cheesy line to say. Yeah, How yeah, do you feel? How do you feel? Powerful, powerful. But uh, yeah, so uh, towards the end, yeah, she's Darben's going to steal his son from the Milky Way. Well, first, I because the other thing I wanted to dip or, in before from, she does that, yeah. Uh, Darwin goes to the water pla- planet, the water planet, to steal all the water. And this is where I think the bit went too long. Is you know they come in there, and all the people in there, their language is song, is song. So they'll yeah. sing. And so it turns know, out, fucking Captain Marvel is married, married to the prince of this, uh, who uh, allegedly is dead now. No, well, I mean maybe because they we, did, and they, yeah, they were didn't slaughtering s- them, fix the. Problem before and they, they also stole all the water, so yeah, maybe unless she stopped that, but I don't think they did. I don't think yeah. so. That's a loose end, maybe. Yeah, I guess that's the only loose end that there is is what what's going on with them. Yeah, I guess. But during that time frame, yeah, like they're singing as soon as they enter, and then uh-huh. you know, it just it yeah, keeps going, going on. Yeah. But then we also find out that the prince is quote unquote bilingual, so he can, can just speak. Speak, yeah. and it's like a. Dude, okay, what the fuck God. are you doing? Because yeah. he's been singing for like the past five and a half minutes, and I'm yeah. tired of this, bro. This isn't yeah. a musical. <laughs> I like that he was singing for five and a half minutes. It was not five minutes. Felt like it. But it wasn't. But, uh, no, I agree. Yeah, where it was like a strange, why is there a musical oh, yeah, well, the, number in this? Yeah. Um, the beginning made sense. Yeah. But then like, I don't know. Yeah. I did like the bit of just mon- like her telling them, you guys are going to have to play along. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Kamala immediately was like, bingo, I got it. And starts yeah. dancing and shit. She's like, why aren't you guys dancing? And Monica's like, I am dancing. And, and she's, she's just walking. Not. She's just yeah. walking. Um, but no, they, uh, when they figure out their shit of like how to fight in unison yeah, and, and use swap. the fact that they can swap, they're pretty fucking effective mm-hmm. at it. I almost think it would be cooler if, if they're they able to kept that. keep that. Yeah. Or if they're able like, to bring that back. Somehow. Or like opt into it, you mm-hmm. know? We don't have to do that, but we can. But we can. It's an ability that they now possess. Yeah, I, I, I did like that. I thought that was a very interesting... Because, like, yeah, like you were saying, like during that fight on that planet, the water planet, mm-hmm. uh, where they've, Monica... They've been practicing up until this point. Yeah, Monica's fighting Darwin. Yeah. And they're like, when I say go. Yeah, yeah. switch. 
and like you know uh, Captain Marvel catches that hammer. Yeah. And then you'll be like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> it's me, the Annihilator. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, but... Uh, which also, another thing I wanted to ask is, uh, Darbin, like, part of the Ronin species? Yeah, she's part of Kree, yeah. So, they're, deci- not disciples, but the, what's the word? Like, leaders? Like, no, what's the, like, another word of kid? Like, next in kin? Descendants? Descendants of Thanos? Because Ronan was. No. Yeah. No. Children of Thanos doesn't mean they're actually children of his. No, I'm not saying that. But is the Kree following Thanos? They were. Some of them. But you figure in the Civil War, they're divided. So some of them were. Some of them weren't. I guess that, yeah, because I saw like, like a lot of the same hammer and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. which glue purple, which really confused me because the only reason why they were able to make it glow purple in Guardians of the Galaxy was because of the Power Stone. So are they able to harness this energy from something else? Or well, So I think the hammer always did that, but it was powerful enough to be a conduit for the Power Stone. I, I don't know, man. Like It seemed like a lot of the same stuff was being at. Like she'd be able to yeah. drop it on the ground and it's making that big ripple. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't. Again, I figured it was like a. It's a movie, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. something to really be pressed about. Something that I enjoyed uh, as like a that feels like a comic book to me was the fact that you know Captain Marvel kind of fumbles the ball and uh, the Skrull do lose their little sanctuary, mm-hmm. their refuge, and uh, she's like, "Do you guys have anywhere to go?" And they're like, "Fucking no, no, where? Everybody fucking hates us because we're refugees." Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Ooh." And then she basically calls in a favor from Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie just kind of rolls up and is like, "You guys can fucking come chill on in New Asgard, presumably," yeah. uh, and takes him away. And like that's all you see. Like she's just there to solve the refugee yeah. problem, and that feels very comic booky. Of like, what that I did- person exists can solve the problem, and then does. What I did like in that scene though was when she was talking to the king or the leader scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, "I got a friend who's gonna come, and like you can stay there." Is that, is that okay? okay? Yeah. And he's like, doesn't really sound like we got a choice. Yeah. Like, you're not really leaving us with one. Right. And I was just like, what a heavy set just to like rest on Captain Marvel's shoulders of like, not only did I fucking start a civil war, I'm killing off this species of people here. Yeah. And displacing them and putting them somewhere else. Yeah. And, and just taking them away from their home and stuff like that. And yeah. like, it is a, you're following Captain Marvel as the protagonist, and again, you know her intention yeah. as well. But, but really, Captain yeah, Marvel problems. is the antagonist, I think, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, she's the protagonist, but she's doing bad things by yeah. accident. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, no, I thought that was a pretty interesting part because it's like you don't want to be mad at her, right? Right. But it's like, no, this wasn't really fucking happening if it yeah. wasn't you. Yeah. But also, they were going to lose their atmosphere either way. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she went there with the full intent of taking their atmosphere. Yeah. But they wouldn't have to take their atmosphere. If she hadn't destroyed. If she hadn't fucked up. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, so it does kind of jump the shark for me towards the end when it's like she has both bangles and now she's done so much energy power stuff that she just blew a hole in reality. Also, another, uh, I guess that is one plot hole I want to notice. <clears throat> for the fight, uh-huh. that final fight, they can still interlock, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they both try to swap out so uh, Kamala Khan can like not be there 
and swap places with Brie Larson. Because, you know, in which when she's got the hammer on her head, when, yeah, she's got the hammer on her yeah. head like that. That did feel like a yeah. why didn't you just do that swap? Yeah. And that would have been an easy answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So the fight kind of ends in like Brie Larson or you know Captain Marvel has like the I'll be better. I'm going to try yeah. and fix your guys's planet. Uh, Kamala Khan seemed way too comfortable with killing her because <laughs> she got shanked in the stomach and was going to die. And, and she would just stand hovering over her just like. Also, that bitch did just have a hammer on her head. It's true. That was before. No, that was before. That was before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she did see two planets that got destroyed because of her. It's true. You know what I mean? And like one of them, one of the planets, the first planet, forced her to face like, oh, I'm not going to be able to save it. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. So to her, maybe she's struggling with that. I'm excited. That's that- the other aspect of being powerful is like, uh, you, I have some say over whether you live or die here. I am excited to see what happens with Miss Marvel. I'm... Yeah, most interested I think right now in Miss Marvel yeah. as far as like what they're doing next. Yeah, so yeah, Mar- Carol and Darben kind of get you know fucking each other up. Uh, Carol just overloads her with power, and then Darben like blast her her bangles and mm-hmm. to dies. open up a space yeah, to tear just, space open. To- well, I don't think she intended to tear reality open. No. She was just trying to punch a bigger hole to let the sun come through. Yeah. Ends up punching a hole through reality. Space and the, the fabrication of space as... Of not just space-time, but like... Actually, it's another reality, dimension. Yeah. yeah. An alternate reality. Mm-hmm. And then again, another like... Because comics. Yeah. Monica's like, all right, motherfuckers. If you guys just pump me full of power, I got to go to the other side of the hole and then close it with me in it. And they're like, like, why? You could probably close it from this side. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could... pull on it, man. Just pull instead of push, yeah. you know? And, I pull uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm pushing all the time. Pushing P. Pushing P. But so she pushing P. Pulling B, baby. Mm. Bitches. Oh, I was like balls, butt. <laughs> what is the? I'm pulling butt. And you're like, what does that mean? Why are you pull? What part? What are you? Anyway, so yeah, Monica does. She goes through the hole in space reality <laughs> and pushes the hole shut. And then I went through the hole. There was kind of a like the K hole. <laughs> just in a K-hole licking balloon knot. No, uh, Captain Marvel does have like a, oh, that's tough, where she's flying trying to stop Monica, and the hole closes right as she gets there, mm-hmm. and then she's just kind of stuck floating in space with that like deep regret and like loss on her face. Yeah. And you're like, hey! And then she just fucking sends uh, Captain Mar- or uh, Ms. Marvel down to Earth and by herself. By herself, and is like, I gotta go fucking Think. fix some things. Yeah. And so she goes and Supercharges the sun for what was it? Hala was the, the yeah. home world. Hala, yeah, because I kept wanting to holla, think for holla. Valhalla. Hala, hala, get down. But uh, hala, hala, get up. Hala, hala, get down. Last couple things we see. Uh, Amon Vellani is kind of pulling a or Amon Vellani, uh, Kamala Khan is kind of pulling the Nick Fury role. Yeah, of like she's got his uh, his pad with all the info. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Is it my couch? Is it my couch? <laughs> and. Uh, she uh, she just shows up at Kate Bishop's apartment in New York, and is kind of like you know it's the it's the Nick Fury. I'm yeah. putting together a team. Yeah, I'm assembling a team, and I'm, I want you to be a part of it. Yeah, and she's like, "Who all's on the team?" And she's like, "Right now, it's just me." But it'd be pretty cool if you joined. And she says something effective like, "Do you know that Ant Man has a daughter?" You know, and so it's like she's trying to put together the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. which is backing up to what I was saying earlier. I think the Young Avengers is where they're going to start splitting off to go. Okay, that's a bit more family friendly. Sure, and then the rest of Marvel and. I think that would be a very smart thing to do 
yeah, you know, for fan base try and wise. satisfy the adults and draw and in the, the, kids. the kids. So they're still keeping that continuity. Potentially, there. yeah, I can see that. Because even if it's family friendly, I have no problem watching a family friendly. Yeah, Marvel I mean, we movie. watched Ms. Marvel, and but, it, was, right. it felt more kid oriented. Ish, yeah, but um, I also, yeah, I want to see an R-rated Marvel movie. Yeah, I see because yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting older. Slice vampires' heads off. Yeah, you know, yeah. After the New York and you know the first Avengers, like that yeah. really sparked of like I want to see someone get decapitated. <laughs> I want to see death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to see someone grab. Dude, I've been watching clips of a bright burn oh, on yeah. Netflix yeah. and stuff, yeah. and I saw the clip of I can't remember the guy's name, but he plays uh, uh, Dwight's cousin Mo. No, it was. His uncle or something like that, whatever his name is. Okay. Um, but he picks him, picks up the back of the truck, and then just drops it, and he yeah, he busts his jaw open, and that was such a <gasps> yeah. like I'm holding my face, going like, because I mean that won't inherently kill you, right? But it's very brutal and painful. You like, but yeah, like how you're do not you... going to be the same after that. No, 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 no. Uh, the last thing about Ms. Marvel yes. or the Marvels, we do get to see Monica. In the other dimension, mm-hmm. and she passes out. Yeah, because she the power is too, yeah. too much power. <laughs> power. She blacks out, comes to in a hospital bed in like a nice sterile white room, and uh, the person by her bedside is her mother, Maria Rambeau. <gasps> Again, or, excellent as, acting. Yeah, because she starts like <laughs> immediately like freaking out because she's seeing her mom who's yeah. been dead for who, the past who died while she was blipped. Yeah, which I guess I kind of forgot, and then they replayed some of the shots from WandaVision where she comes back in the hospital and like yeah and she's just not there well and you figure like they did a really good job well you didn't watch hawkeye but they do a good job of showing what the blip was like for the person who got blipped Mm -hmm. there's a scene in that where yelena like is in this house goes into the bathroom to wash her hands sees the walls like kind of flake away and then flake back on in a new color and her hands kind of flaked back into place and she's kind of like that was pretty weird. fucking weird what the yeah. hell and she steps out and it's like somebody else's house and like who are you yeah. you know and so for her it was like five seconds and for everybody else it was five years so maria like maybe dozed off or you know or, or monica maybe dozed off in the chair yeah in the hospital comes to and like her mom's just mom's gone. been dead for three years yeah and the hospital is a in, hard pill and, to swallow yeah and the hospital is in chaos you know and it's like what the fuck yeah yeah that's that's tough, but the real like oh shit because we've seen we've seen Maria as Captain Marvel because yeah. we saw her in Doctor Strange uh, what was that Earth eight two eight yeah um, and then in this uh, we see Beast voiced by Kelsey Grammer who was Beast in the original X Men movies well I guess in the Last Stand I think it's the only one that he's in but um, he references Charles and mm-hmm. so I do wonder is it Earth eight two eight or like before Doctor Strange happened to them, or is it another parallel universe? You know what I mean? No. Where Maria is, which I know you said Captain that I, I gotta finish Loki because that might tangle into it. But my yeah. thought was maybe that's how they introduced Deadpool. Could be, yeah. One of the possible ways. Yeah. So I think it's more a case of the reason Deadpool can exist and the reason this can exist. Is the same reason, but not related to each other, mm-hmm. but more related to Loki. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a matter of like the TVA? Because what we see in the second when he gets that teleporter or the time traveling the, the time traveling device, potentially, maybe. 
Um, because I, which I'm again, I, something I'm surprised about has the TVA hasn't come after him for be, like a variant because like he can break the fourth wall, right? And well, stuff and so like that's that. the strange thing is like to be a variant, there would have to be multiple of him that like he's not supposed to exist. You know what I mean? Sure. Which after the season one of Loki, it's fair game. Like yeah. everything exists. Yeah. And, you know, all the timelines are potentials. Um, and so... And then they start pruning them in the second one. Yeah, in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard. Hard. Like, they're cutting, they were like... nuking timelines. What's, what's... uh? I can't remember her name. Uh, she's the officer. Who's on Loki's side or who's trying to prune everything? She's on Loki's side. The one who's, like, kind of trying to lead the rebellion of sorts? Or, yeah. like, the new TBA? She's got the B-15 short hair. B-15 or B-52, something, something like that. like that. She always yeah. hangs out... With Mobius and Casey yeah. and yeah, um, I think it's B fifteen. But B, or I, I agree with you. You're probably right. So, but B fifteen, like straight up being like, you're killing millions, millions. and, and millions of people. And it's more like trillions. Yeah, because you like got whole timelines disappearing. Mm, mm. Yeah, mm. I'm excited to finish that. Yeah, you need to. I gotta. I gotta. I'll come out and say it. I think Loki gets the biggest redemption arc of. I will say I am far more invested into Loki as a character now with the TVA yeah. than I ever was with him yeah. in Thor, Avengers, anything like that. Yeah. Snooze fest there. Yeah. Interesting shit here. Yeah. And where he ends up, I think this is like. I'm, I want to see more about Mobius, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Mobius's yeah. character. Yeah. I hope that he gets a jet ski. <laughs> I want him to so bad. He's out on the water. But no, um, I'll be interested to see where that goes. And yeah, once you finish Loki, I figure next week we'll talk about both um, uh-huh, the uh, Ballad of Song, Snakes and Songbirds or whatever. Oh, Songbirds yeah. and Snakes. I figure we won't have a shit ton to say about that. I'm not, I got love with, like, I'm going to preemptively talk about it real quick. I'm not that excited for it. Yeah. Because one... We already know how it ends. Snow's a, a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? And so, like, yeah. he, there's not going to be a redemption arc for him at no. all during the movie. No. So, like... Yeah. I what's, guess what's the I guess the best thing we could get from it is, like... That's good. A bit more insight into why he's a piece of shit, maybe? You know what I mean? I guess. In the same way as, like, you talking about, I like a villain that I can understand why they are a villain. If this gives him more... I guess. Okay, sure. I see why he is. The I also is. haven't seen the the very last Hunger Games, so maybe we should watch that before we go see it. Probably, because yeah. I've seen Hunger Part, Games Catching you've seen, Fire. You've seen half of the final book. Yeah, but then it's. Did what, you read any of the books? I, we read the first one like sixth grade, and then oh, we moved you, on yeah. to second grade, and they're like Animal Farm. Yeah, and you're like, oh, fine. And that's this is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Yeah. And you're like, is this supposed to be us? Yeah. What is this? Are we the baddies? I, Yes. Yes. Humans are not inherently good. No. But anyways, what's inherently good? That's a construct. But um, (laughs) yeah, I just got deep. We create the morals and then we break them. So uh, what were we saying? The Marvels is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Marvels are pretty good. I think it's a shame that it's doing as poor as it is. Yeah. I think it did deserve a little more justice. Um, But hopefully like some good word of mouth will get out there. Yeah. But uh Oh, and uh, there's a bunch of eggs on Nick Fury's ship, and they turn out to be cats, and that's how they save everyone. Yeah, they, they the cats the, eat yeah, people. Yeah, the, the Flarkins had kittens. Yeah, we just didn't talk about that. We got to throw yeah. it in there. Yeah, that was kind of funny to me. That was. Them, where they're like, oh, we've only got like three escape pods, and nobody's, not everybody's <laughs> going to fit on there. What were they playing <laughs> while the cats are eating people? I can't remember the music, but it's like very, like, 
the uh, I, was it Ave Maria? Something oh, like that, yeah, in that same vein. But I just love everybody on the space station panicking <laughs> as these kittens are running around just eating people. And just someone on the PA, you know, stop running, stop let the flurkins eat you, <laughs> let the flurkins swallow you, you know, and they're all. Bah! And, and then it's a very one, horror movie. That one lady like yeah. makes it away and then hiding around the corner. She looks to her left and it's just Gus and her daughter, one of her kittens, just staring at her. She's like, ah, 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 and swallows her up because they're able to just swallow people and things and then regurgitate them and they're okay. Mm-hmm. And so they just yeah, we're gonna put everybody in these flurkins and then it's a lot easier to transport these kittens yeah. than people. Yeah, fifty kittens. Less we can. Yeah, less volume. Yeah, but uh, yeah. What uh, what you been thinking about, Chris? I don't have a cryptid. You don't know what you've been thinking about, then? Mm-mm. Uh, well, I've been going to the gym a lot. Yeah, I've really been trying to. I don't know, just be better. I guess I'm tired. Don't be I, sorry, boy. I look at the mirror and I'm just not happy. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at like that feels really heavy for a podcast. <laughs> that feels very honest. I was, you know, just, but it's been honestly, it's been going really good. Yeah. I, uh, Started last week, and I, I went for a couple of days, and I took the weekend off. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think today was the big kind of test on it because I, since I did have those two days off, you know, this is the day I got to really push my – for me, it's a mind game. Sure. Because, I mean, once I get there, it's like it's I just get in the Yeah, motion. I'm already here. Yeah. But the hardest part is, like, getting, getting myself there. to go. But I just – I have it down to a system where it's like I don't – Don't stop. I, yeah, as soon as I get off work, I come home, I don't sit down, I get changed, and then I go. leave. Yeah. And then that you just probably just pack clothes and just go straight there. That's what I used to do, but I don't. I don't like doing that. Yep. I, there is a sense. I mean, because we're super close to the gym that I go to, so it's not too bad. No. And plus, I get to come home and like see Sullivan and the dogs and stuff like that. And I get to yep. talk to you for a split second. Yeah. But no, I've been really busting out on that, and I've been doing pretty good. I'm seeing a little bit of results. Yeah. I mean, I've only been going for a handful of days, but sure. I mean, yeah. placebo. I'm gonna yeah. notice before yeah, if anyone else. else it's in yeah. your head. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna notice before anyone else does. But and if it motivates you, it doesn't matter if it's real or sure. not. Sure. We're getting in heavy topics when you say stuff like that, because that makes me think of Inception of like it's not real, but like does, does it, matter? it matter? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I've been thinking about. Inception? No. Oh. Just like heavy <laughs> topics. Oh, I gotcha. All right. Uh, I started reading uh, a, a Loki comic that I can't really talk about why I was inspired. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, you know, I have been thinking about something lately. I watched a documentary uh-huh. uh, called The Game Changer. Okay. And it is about um, animal-based proteins versus, like, plant-based proteins. Okay. And, like, the differences between them and, like, everything like that. And uh, some of the interesting facts that I learned about them was, like, they pulled a lot of bones from, like, the gladiator, like, era, like, the Romans and stuff like that. And they, like, cut them up and stuff like that and threw them in the DNA stuff. And it turns out, I mean, granted, they're in the Mediterranean, so obviously they're going to be a bit more pescatarian than anything else. But it does show that they were primarily on a plant-based diet. Yeah. Um, And then they did, like, an experiment with a couple of members from, like, the Dolphins, some NFL team. Right, yeah. And um, they said, like, we're going to give you three meat protein-based burritos, and then you're going to eat this, and we're going to draw blood from you, and then we're also going to do the same thing in a week from now, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to do it with a plant-based protein, and then we're going to pour your blood and see how that diffuses it. And it creates something called, and it starts with an A, it's a arterial plaque. Okay, arterial plaque. Arterial plaque, which is plaque that it builds up within the blood. In your arteries, yeah. yeah, That's how you get blood clots. And yeah, just it, but there's proven... That if you are a heavy meat eater, 
you are more like you like I think you're it was like more prone se- to I think it was like seventy two percent likely more likely to start having buildup like that than yeah. someone who is just eating plant based proteins plant based proteins and yeah. they also started talking I'm really diving into this yeah but they also started to talk about how um, certain plant based like a lot of people think soy based proteins have a lot of estrogen in them. And okay. it talks about like a lot of the marketing behind me I of like you. you know like this is a man's right, meal. Yeah. If you eat soy, you're gonna be a pussy. It was, yeah. but this documentary was produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, yeah. uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. So I mean, it's huge, and like yeah. they got Arnold on there, and he was talking like, I mean, I was that guy. Yeah. You know, he's like, I used to eat meat, and like to turn out all these years later that yeah, I could have been doing something better. Better. And, yeah. And I can't remember her name, but I believe she was the twenty nine or twenty eighteen uh, woman. USA Cyclist Olympic gold mm-hmm. medal winner. Uh-huh. And during that year, she's the oldest member like in Olympic history to be able to cycle for that long. And she was yeah. 49 yeah. and she went for a plant-based protein. Yeah. And she, she is the reason why that they won gold is because there was like a huge deficit of like two Time. seconds behind. Yeah. And she was the anchor she it up. Yeah. and she was there and she said like she had like a bunch of energy and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think I can go full vegan or nothing. Sure. Yeah. No, but, but I do think it'd be interesting to kind of experiment. There's with. been a big push that like in the U S especially reportioning your plate of like, it should be primarily plant-based and i love with some meat protein i've never had a problem oh but with the diffusing uh, of the blood they showed that like the plasma in your blood mm-hmm. uh with a um, animal-based protein compared to like a plant-based protein is super foggy and super cloudy and murky yeah. and it just doesn't look good and it's just yeah. not good for you yeah. and so like i thought it was interesting but i do kind of want to experiment with that a little yeah. bit and maybe like i'll be vegetarian for a week and just see sure. how i feel yeah. Right. And I'll just kind of stick to salads, fruits, and veggies, which I always yeah. love and I've never had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was just a, no, yeah, a yeah, random yeah. thing. I watched it like yeah, uh, really. maybe a couple days ago. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. And I was like, ah, I've yeah, been thinking about that pretty hard because, again, it just, for whatever reason, sits heavy on me of like, maybe I should. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm going through this. I feel like Jules and uh, Pulp Fiction. I'm <laughs> yeah. going through something. I'm going yeah. through a spiritual thing of trying to better myself, I guess. <laughs> trying to figure out what you believe in. Yeah. And which, again, I, well, that kind of talks about like spiritual stuff, which is hands off buddhism shit sounds cool like i believe in that a lot like the i'm a big person of which we always kind of dip in and and out about but uh i believe after death it's just a light switch yeah and that terrifies me because i can't wrap my head around that and you find a lot of comfort in that yeah well not necessarily it just doesn't discomfort me you know the idea of like well i mean it's out of your control right and like if that sounds scary i won't be there to be scared you know what i mean and like that's what scares me yeah like i i it's not an eternity of nothing. It's it's the absence. There is nothing. I fear. But that's what I fear. There is no nothing to experience. I love to experience things, though. Like, that's that's my favorite thing. Yeah. I love to experience love. I love yeah. to experience food, drinks. Yeah. I mean, culture, you, cinema. You won't be there to miss it. But I want to be there. To miss it? Just to experience it. Well, you're here now. And that's the thing. That's why that's I the find beauty, the beauty it. in it is. But so you know, the let that be a don't let it freeze you into not let doing it be anything. a motivation. Yeah, let it motivate you to do more. And, and then that's when it gets into a deeper conversation of I think I've sold my soul to my work. But um, well, yeah, I mean that's just the that's the, that's that's the, the American race. way. Yeah. yeah. But um, are you saying I gotta go to pay to go to schools to work nine to five to get married and have kids and vacation two weeks a day and or two weeks a year and then die? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. 
And then there's fucking kids out there on the internet making $12 million a fucking video. <laughs> Opening toys. Opening toys, man. And yeah. I'm fucking sweating my balls off in the same suit for the fourth day straight. Getting to not fucking get yelled ahead. at by a Karen because she was unhappy with how I said hello. Yeah. You know, and it's all that to say. I The, the fact, the, the thought of energy, you know, like you know, we have energy and the, the theory behind it is it can't be created or destroyed. It can right. only be transferred. Yeah. So you know, change the states. Yeah, yeah. So my, you know, when I die, my energy goes to the worms, and the worms, you know, help plants grow and stuff like right. that, which kind of makes me want to. Yeah, be, be buried, life thing. It's maybe be buried in a tree, and stuff like that, so I can help provide energy and yeah. food, and my my de- decomposing body would be able to help yeah, that. Feed and, the tree, and that just that gives me a sense of peace. Of, I'm still, I'm not there, but my energy's there. I'm with yeah. the tree, and it's it's peaceful. Yeah, you know. So. We could cremate you and scatter your ashes somewhere. No. Mix you into pottery. No, or I don't want to be cremated. into some fertilizer. Um, these are my two options. I either want... We could roll you up and smoke you like Tupac. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, I. there's a couple different options I'd want. There's a thing you can do. Sky burial. Um, do you know what that is? Is that where they launch you into space? No, that's where they chop you up and let the buzzers eat you. Oh, I see. I have heard of that. No, but there is something where you can launch your body into space. Oh, yeah. And it's very expensive, but I'm hoping yeah. by the time that I die, it will be less expensive. Sure. Or you just are fucking rolling in dough. Bank. And it won't matter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, the same money can't buy happiness, but it does buy things that make you happy. Exactly. You know, it, it would sure buy me peace of mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. Fucking solve a lot of my problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah more money. the things that make me unhappy. Yeah. More money, more problems. <laughs> Bull fucking shit, dude. I don't care who says that. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get my bills paid. Yeah. Um, you know who says that? Poor people yeah. that really don't want to feel bad about being poor. Like, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I guess my options is like I would admire like getting buried in a tree, getting launched into space. So there's something that you can do where they take your ashes. You do get cremated, but yep. then they kind of pour you in concrete mm-hmm. and they make an artificial coral reef because, I mean, a lot of the coral sure. reefs are going extinct. Yeah. Um, and they just drop you in the ocean. Yeah. And you can just... Live with the fish. Yeah. Sleeping with the fishes. Sleeping with the fishes. But that, that. Yeah, they can also turn you into jewelry. I'll just wear you on a ring on my finger. <laughs> just always got my boy with me. It's a pinky got ring. Got my mane. It's a pinky ring. It's a toe ring. <laughs> it's a cock ring. <laughs> just, baby, I want to make tonight real special. Get Chris out of the drawer. <laughs> I like that in this scenario. First of all, I'm still throwing Kicking. peen. And you've been dead long enough that I've got a cock ring made out of you. That's intimate. Yeah. Yeah. That is very intimate. But enough of that ramble. What have you been thinking about? I've got a Prince Albert. (laughs) Just a Uh, fucking piercing. Yeah. Anyways, I've been thinking about... uh, You've been thinking about that. I've been starting to read a Loki comic. Uh Uh-huh. Called Agent of Asgard. Mm Mm-hmm. uh, Where he is trying to, like, be better and work for Asgard. Uh, and like help them with their tasks and such and it sounds like something that came up in Loki the show was drawn from this comic book mm-hmm. and so I'm like oh I kind of want to see what the Spell. the the source for that was so I'm, I'm I started reading that and so far it's pretty good I like the idea of Loki being the protagonist of a story yeah. uh, like you said you're far more invested in Loki as a protagonist than him as a villain I do want to see him struggle 
with being a protagonist a little bit. I want to see well, him. Keep watching. Okay, good. Because we start to see it a little bit when he's like making clones of himself and stuff like that, and he's starting to like really manipulate yeah. with them. Yeah. And I really, I was like, oh. Yeah. So it, without spoiling anything, the show does start to dive into the like. Okay, I want to save these things for grand heroic reasons, you know. And then someone's like questioning that, you know. Do you though? Do you though? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no. Actually, I want to do it for selfish reasons, you know. Yeah. But they're not inherently bad selfish reasons, you mm-hmm. know. But there is that strange thing of like, maybe he's got the idea of a hero in his head, and it's not, and that's what he wants to be. But that's not what his real motivation is. Right. His real motivation is like, I want to have friends, or I want to belong, or mm-hmm. I want to whatever. Right. You know, I don't want things to change or sure. whatever. And it's like, well. So I'm going to do the heroic thing to keep the status quo or whatever, right? right? It's like, you're not doing it for the, the right, the right reasons. reasons. Yeah. Um, and then maybe he rises to the occasion. Who knows? Because I will say, I do appreciate that there is a lot of roundness to his story in that, like, the finale of the show is titled Glorious Purpose, which has been, like, Loki's mantra. Yeah. Where, like, in the first Thor movie, he tells Odin, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm Loki... Uh, you know, of Asgard and I've been burdened with glorious purpose, you know, and he thinks his purpose is to ascend the throne of Asgard, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's progressed over his career in Marvel of like, what is his glorious purpose? You know, because he ain't, he ain't doing what he's that. Yeah. Yeah. He sucks at that. Yeah. And, and he's never going to be that. And what was it? Thanos is, yeah. Was it Thanos who told him like, no, was it Mobius who told him like, you're, Shtick is you fail. Yeah, you're a loser. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you lose a lot. Like that's yeah. your thing. Yeah. And yeah, and so I do appreciate that like maybe he does find a glorious purpose and yeah. it's not at all what he would have uh, anticipated, Mm-mm. but it's like okay. But that got purpose. He has it, yeah. Yeah. So, I fucking down this DC dude. My, yeah, my knees are buckling. I gotta pee. Oh, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So, uh, if you guys appreciated or enjoyed this episode, we appreciate you listening. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you give us a great review on iTunes, yeah. five stars, and all that stuff. Uh, make sure that you're liking, following, subscribing on your audio service streaming audio streaming service of choice. That way, you get notified every week when we post episodes. Yeah. Uh, Eight o'clock on Wednesdays is our goal generally. Every Wednesday. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you guys are have read the book Ballad of uh, Snakes and Songbirds. Tell us, like, hey, we're stupid for having doubts about the movie. Yeah. Uh, if you're excited for it. Let if you've know. finished Loki, uh, don't spoil it fucking for Chris. say anything. <laughs> yeah, keep your goddamn mouth shut. Yeah, just send it to Chris so that way he gets spoilers. <laughs> Somehow um, they just get my personal email. Yeah, they just you're getting letters in the mail <laughs> at our home <laughs> we address. Got doxed. Yeah. Uh, but no. It, and then, yeah, I think if you are one of the people that did go see the Marvels and didn't like it, did like it. Yeah, tell us what you didn't like. Yeah. Because I am interested in them. Yeah. Though it does seem, like I said, like I think we're... The majority of the fan base is... Did enjoy it. Yeah. It was, just, it was a good movie. Yeah. I would was, watch it again. Yeah, it was perfectly... It was a good Marvel movie. Yeah. I was, I think the only... I would maybe watch it... Especially because of the, the runtime. It's easy it's, to... It's a quick... It's not a time sink. It's not like going, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to watch Endgame. Like, do you got That's a fucking it. afternoon? You know? But... Uh, yeah, how would people get in touch with us, Chris? Yeah, you can always uh, get in touch with us on our social medias, our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is Simply Whelmed Podcast. Our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. Or, you know, you can always leave us an email at simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com. That's right. So next week, uh, Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds, and we'll probably wrap up Loki. Yep. Uh, I think that's everything, Chris. Tell everybody bye. Deuces. Deuces.